Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Do you know where to find the perfect candidate? ZipRecruiter finds candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Right now, listeners can post jobs for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash first. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Testimony. Our God Testimony. is an awesome Testimony. God. He reigns. Testimony. Three, Testimony. two, one. <laughs> Bad Christian <laughs> is all about <laughs> Jesus <laughs> saving the lost and becoming the king of the world. <laughs> Testimony time. Jesus is Lord. Hey, guys. I... <laughs> Hey, I actually have... Uh, For I, our first-time listeners, Jesus Christ can lead you out of the depths! <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, guys... I want to open up my, I want to bear my soul to y'all for a second and connect. Thank you for bearing your soul. Yeah. Amen. Hey, Hello. hey, I want, I want to tell Just y'all Just take that an opportunity I, to pour into us. Yeah. Hey, I read something the other day. It ruined me. <laughs> like oh it my could, gosh. I've been there. It completely wrecked me for the sake of the gospel. Like, and, and I don't even know what to do because I'm wrecked. Like, I'm completely wrecked right now. <laughs> like, on, on the last episode, we were talking about jokes, but how unbelievable. It, like, if you're talking to the wrong person, like, there's a homeless person who has nothing. Then you go, hey, listen, buddy. I read something the other day, and it wrecked me. Oh, you've been wrecked. Oh, okay, cool. My whole life is wrecked. That terminology, hyperbole, and exaggeration of stuff because of the ultimacy of of what the, you know, eternity is, it seems to ha- cause some weird psychological things to yeah. go on that don't really yeah. make sense. Well, listen to some other things that don't make sense. I've got two for you. Uh, this is, uh, hey, we need to make a segment called Pastor Talk, but... I had one pastor, I had one pastor tell me over breakfast, he was just talking about his life and a little construction being done in his house and, oh man, I really like this guy. I mean, does really, does really honest work, really good guy. He's a believer. I mean, he's a believer. (laughs) So it's like, hey, that's his, that's his validation. Hey man, I just met this guy the other day, man, sweet spirit on him. He's a believer. (laughs) I mean, obviously because of the sweet spirit part, I'm sitting there, I'm just like, um, I, what is that supposed to mean? You know what believers are doing these days? Like, do you do you keep up with pastors online? I mean, it's just like that, I know. And, and and to the world, that sounds so silly. It's like believers, like those well, are the bad people. <laughs> I know, that doesn't mean you automatically trust somebody. That that's saying I have so many family members. Most of my family members will slide that in there. Yeah, we had a guy come by the house. He fixed it in ten minutes. He was a believer, and yeah. it just was unbelievable. We had a great conversation. Like, but they'll use it the the opposite too. They'll say, hey, not a believer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, that's why, I think that's why, uh, that's why I originally started to hate Russell Wilson is because everybody made him out to be this saint and he he just bought into it too. He ate that shit up, man. He just loved every right. second of it. I'm like, come on, you are not perfect. So let, I'll give you one more. Um, I had a pastor tell me, tell, tell me if y'all think this is... Um, could could borderline evil new agey sort of stuff. He said that he yeah. goes to big churches. 
He feeds off the energy, and then he goes to the church that he pastors because it's a smaller church, and he takes the energy there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, are you kidding me? Like, think about how that sounds. I go to the big churches, I feed off the people, and I get the energy, and then I take the energy to my church. There's no mention of God. (laughs) I know. Well, how about this? The, The biggest hypocrisy there is, why don't you just send your people to the big church? <laughs> like, why, in the world, why do you go back to your tiny church? Because, oh, yeah, you get to be the pastor of it. I mean, good Lord. Like, what, why, why does the pastor go to the big church? And, oh, man, I get that energy and excitement. Also, then I'll take it to my church where, you know, they're not as good. But, you know, I mean, tell those people just to go to the big church and forget your little church. <laughs> That's true. I, what do y'all think about that? Do y'all think in, in a way... Is it a big deal if everybody just went to the same church? That's never going to happen, I guess. But, I mean, I've, I've wondered that, like, is it better to have just a billions and billions of 50 people to 100 people churches, or would it be better to have three uber-mega <laughs> well, uber churches? Here's the I problem. Who, super who, dangerous. Very dangerous. Who wouldn't, who wouldn't struggle with an ego of being pastor of the world? <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, hey, I pastor this planet. Like, this is kind of... No, look, that's not that funny. That's not that funny. That's essentially for half of, for three quarters of all Christianity, that's been yeah, the right. Pope. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And I then, mean, for the three quarters of the time Christianity has existed, you've had that. I mean, and you see all the way back in the Old Testament, all anybody ever wants is a king and a monarch and right. a ruler. That's what we ask for over and over again. It's never good. So that's, that's true. almost that, not that yeah, funny. No, I guess you're right. What that's, we that, do. I, I was kind of saying it just as a, a joke, but you're right. Actually, it's really serious. Like, have you ever read about some of the horrific things that popes did? Like, they were some of the... Some of, <laughs> I don't even want to know. You haven't read know. that? There's like some pope... Just Google it. Say... Bad popes or something. I, I mean, it's I'm unbelievable. Sure. Like they popes. were there were some popes that were like <laughs> pure evil, like did really bad stuff. Well, all the kings, all the kings through Kings and Samuel, same thing. Well, anybody in power, no, bad. Not, period. There's I mean, nothing bad in the Bible. It, it, power turns people bad. Everybody in the Bible so, were Christians. What? The main problem with these <laughs> right, churches is that they're high. The main problem with the churches is they're not hiring the right people, and it's probably because they're not using zip oh, recruiters. So let me tell you <laughs> about zip it. recruiter real quick. Um, it's a new year and you need a, a fresh start for your business, your nonprofit, anybody that hires anybody, anybody that has employees, you got to get the right people. That's right. And you can start this year by making great hires. Um, but just posting your job in one place isn't enough. Putting out a help wanted sign isn't going to do the trick. If you if you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017, post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter. You can do it all with a single click. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates Roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. So find out today why ZipRecruiter's been used by over a million businesses. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash first. That's free if you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first. All right, so special treat we have today. Um, you know, just living in Seattle has a lot of perks because a lot of cool people, a lot of fun people, a lot of people I know, and they can drop by the studio now that we have a studio here. And so today we have Dan Coe who's right, dropping Dan. by. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, by yeah. request, Dan Dan hit me. I did an episode with Dan on this Depolarized podcast about Trump a little while ago. Um, 
I invited myself on yeah. the show at that time and Dan had me on. And then he said he wanted to follow up a little bit about that and come by and talk to yeah. you guys a little bit about, about stuff. So I thought it'd be great to have talented smart oh, people come by Staunch our show Trump supporter. feed us some material. Yeah, he's going to bring all that so liberal shit. So I don't shit. know what we're doing today. I've got no plan. It's Dan's job to now make the show good. Dan, you're driving. What do you want to do today? Well, thanks for letting me invite myself reciprocally back onto yeah. your show. Mm -hmm. uh, so now we're even. So I was thinking it'd be fun to kind of get a little segment going here where I ask you guys a Ooh. question. We bat it around well, a Because we're, we're like okay. the southern dumb redneck assholes. Is Come that on, what Joey. this is about? Joey. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. fed up with this. I'm fed up with Dan. I was thinking of calling it content and vapor with Dan <laughs> Coke, where I bring the content and you guys supply the vapor, which is just okay. meaningless bullshit. I'm, we're batting, I'm, you know, we're playing around with some names here, you know, maybe religion and politics or depolarized minute. Yep. That's really old go. school. But okay, Dan, how's so the family? We're just going to try Dan, something out. good or bad? Family. The family. Family's good. good. Okay, go ahead. Family's go ahead. Good. We're, Dan, before you start, I'm, a, I'm a pastor. I'm how's a your pastor. walk, Dan? <laughs> How's my walk? Yeah, I got a bit of a hitch in my oh, giddy up right no. now, Toby. I gotta oh, be honest God. with you. Son of a bitch. Is it that porn? devil's after Dan Coke? Yeah. Shit. If you can, it, Damn the devil. I, you, you might have guessed, but it, it's it's porn and quiet. Hey, can, can I? <laughs> Those are my two problems. Devil attacked him with a bunch of porn Dan, can I, Dan, can I porn pop ups got him Dan, again? Can I tell you what to aspire to? Just aspire to be yeah. ruined and wrecked for Jesus. Yeah. Like Hallelujah. just. just let yourself be destroyed by Jesus, okay? I'm, mi I'm missing some context <laughs> All right, here. let's get to the question, Danny. Oh, man. But wouldn't that be the worst thing when you go to your accountability group is when I sat down to have my quiet time is when I looked at porn? That would be the absolute... Every time. Just the just made the trade I try in, to... I had, every every, every time. damn time trying to get with God and I get with XXX.com. It's unreal. Yeah, I think that's the actually the, the trailer for the new Vin Diesel <laughs> film, but whatever. You guys can test that out at home. All right, so here's the question. Okay, I'm gonna, we'll start with okay. Toby, but then Thank everybody you. can talk. Toby, why do you think mm -hmm. that conservatives in America tend to be more patriotic than liberals? What do you think that is? Um, okay, here's what I would say. I actually have thought about this before, I, and I don't think that they, they are more patriotic. I think they're more flamboyant or visual with it. Like it, they, are, they are way okay. more at a, at a football game to stand up. The conservatives right. are so flamboyant. Right. The, 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 the <laughs> <laughs> but they're way more, you're way quicker to have an American flag on their car or stand up and, you know, yeah. even though they're drinking a beer, that's like their moment where they get, it's kind of, to me, I've related it to, it's kind of like church. Conservatives oftentimes too are more evangelical, right? And so I think they go, well, I got my, my two hours of Christy and I'm done. It's like a show a little bit. I think they believe it and they care and they like the storyline of a soldier and all that stuff. But I think a, a little bit of it is, hey, this looks good and feels good. I think a lot of mm -hmm. liberals probably are just as patriotic maybe, but maybe uh, less showy. I, I might be wrong, but that's kind of what I think. I don't, I don't think liberal okay. inherently means you don't care about America as much or the flag or stuff. But you're saying that Conservatives just, they have this commitment. They just show their commitments more in general than liberals. Yeah, they're going to, yes. And they, you're going to see it on TV way more. And they happen to be patriotic. Right. Okay. So, like, but there's a problem with that okay. answer, which is that, you know, you drive down the street, especially in Seattle, and you, you pass by a car with 10 bumper stickers on it, and one says coexist, right. and one right. says whatever. I mean, liberals broadcast their views as well. 
They just That's don't true. normally put American flags on point. it. They have their Bernie sticker. They have their whatever. Yes. So, okay, so Toby's yeah. wrong. Joey, so Dan, what do you you're right. Liberals don't care about America. Thank you for finally <laughs> clarifying that. <laughs> if they did, they right. would show it, and they don't. So they Dan, must not. Dan Coe, thanks for being mm-hmm. with us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I definitely don't think that liberals are apathetic towards the country, but I do fully agree that uh, conservatives are more patriotic, and I think it has been a very cunning move by the Republican Party to appeal to like the the Christians. And when I say Christians, I use that term loosely. People that are, you know, Bible and yeah, Jesus totally, but aren't, aren't necessarily Christians. The Republicans have done such a great job of saying, we are the good guys. We're the ones who stand up for what's right. And that means we love our country. We believe in justice. Like, hey, in the Bibles, there's war and we got to go out and do stuff like that. And, you know, we we protect the babies and, you know, we do all the good stuff. And so it's just so much more easy for a conservative to be like God and country, you know, God and country. Uh We're doing the right thing. Whereas I think a liberal with just as much good intentions, I do believe there's good intentions on both both sides. They're just like, no. I have no problem saying the country's corrupt. I don't care that they say, in God we trust. I don't right. care if that president mm. just prayed. That's bullshit. You know all the crooked stuff that we're doing? And uh, the the conservatives, I, I don't, I would say a lot of the conservatives, a lot of the conservatives aren't taking mm-hmm. the time to really see it for what it is. Oh, yeah. So I think, in my opinion, I think Joey's getting a little closer to what I would want to posit, but we'll we'll just leave that Don't, yeah, don't know if that's right. a compliment, but uh, I love you, Dan. No, yeah, I think that's, I think, I don't, not, Toby, I'm not just making fun of you. I'm, although, no, I am. I was just making fun of you. So thanks for taking that like a man. Um, What's that supposed to Carter, mean? Carter, what do you think? All right. I didn't know we were going to do this, but after, you know, I, I get to go third, which means I had a little time to think about it, yeah, which is a nice. Little unfair. But, but no, wait, uh, I want Toby's question to be answered. What's that supposed to mean? Yeah. Bitch. This comes from the guy who tweeted, Dan Coke <laughs> tweeted two days ago that there's, there is only one gender, white male. <laughs> Real cool, Dan. Uh, I knew I should have kept that one to myself. Okay, I'm gonna go at it this way. I'm gonna say that this is a this is another case of uh man. There's there's opposing answers I want to give, but on one hand, I think it's it's uh, social signaling and been marketed to. They've been co- most of the conservative or, or liberal beliefs are both. Um, People are very, very childish. They like to think they're grown up and adult, but it's a lot like cliques are in high school. You just identify something and you adopt their qualities by mimicry. So that's part of it. That's that's the way the general people get there. But the the half the conservatives don't even understand that, the words you've used just now in your explanation. Don't even. They don't even. But they don't. They're like mimicry, right? So the other Who thing here that I think is at play <laughs> is. <laughs> who is that? <laughs> that guy sounds like me, but he's talking about being marketed to. I don't know who that is. He's a politician. I'll be one of them liberals. Oh, being marketed to. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is the the there's a different culture with the people that you would say are rednecks. So rednecks are all over the place, right? So it's not Southerners. It's not this. If you go farther outside of the uh, the the cities, if you go to Puyallup, Washington, or you know, rural South Carolina or whatever, you have more redneck people. These people are more into... uh, Guns and God. I I think there's some... There's culture there that is totally different that shares a lot of stuff in common. And one of those things is uh, violence and property and property rights. And I heard somebody talking about this on a podcast yesterday. So not all my ideas, but it makes sense in this context. And he's saying... With if you are a property owner, you're all about protection 
of that property. You're not thinking the local city cops are coming in and the government's going to save you and all that stuff. You are a property defender. Uh, you're out there in in the you know doing your thing, and you need a gun, and you need to act tough yeah. and sound tough and do tough stuff. Those are the same people, by the way, that sign up for the military and fight our wars. And you know what I mean. Right. That is predominantly, it is, is that same tribe of people who do the participation in the military. So I think that that, 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 and I think that's a great service and not something that should be knocked yeah. by liberals is the fact that, oh, the dumb people and they're just like war and they just like fighting and they just like conservatism and patriotism and guns and explosions. I, I, I dislike that point of view that, that liberals often hold. I think they're a big counterpart to it, and it's just a, it's just a different tribe altogether, and it makes sense, and is I would say consistent with the rest of their values. It, it would just be if if you created that vacuum and eliminated uh, patriotism, it would creep back in automatically because it's consistent with the other values of those types of people, which are often labeled white trash, redneck, whatever they are. Hey, All right, let's hear uh, from the man himself. Yeah, what be, what's Dan got to say about? Well, it, well, let, I should be clear. Let me say something real. Ahead, I just Jerry. want to say something that t- for for me maybe brings a little more completion to to at least my take on this. And I'll just take a second. Is I, I'm a person that thinks there's a slight possibility that 9/11 was an inside job. Low. <laughs> and listen, and I love America. Like I love it. I was at a Green Bay Packer game this year. And when they honored this, uh, some World War II vets and the planes flew by, I cried like I love my country. And I, I don't even necessarily think that World War II uh, may have been not exactly how we were told that it was. But I love the people that fought for it. I respect those soldiers. Those soldiers, they don't know. I mean, if there's anything cr- cricket going on behind the scenes, all they know, <laughs> Toby's holding up an American flag on his phone. All, all they know is, hey, they've got a job to do, and they're going to risk their lives for Americans. So I, I can for sure say that I have pretty progressive views on maybe what our country is or isn't, and I love being an American. I love the American flag. I love our president, whoever he is. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a patriot. Man, you're just awesome. Way. Really appreciate you taking two you minutes to say it, that. Joey. Wow, guys. Yeah. <laughs> two two so minutes Trump, of my awesomeness. When Trump comes for... <laughs> When Trump comes for all the podcasters, Joey's going to get a pass for yeah. having said Joey's that. Joey's the way Bad Christian will keep going. Well, yeah, yeah you, know what's re- you know what's really funny is when I said I love my president, in my mind, I was thinking Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time to start shaking... Time to start shaking free of that uh, <laughs> reflex. Well, I just want to say I'm not making a liberal argument, which a lot of people might think, oh, Dan's coming on. He doesn't, you know, he's like a universalist. He's going to make some liberal argument. I'm not, by the way. Um, so that's some really good stuff, guys. I think that there's a lot of truth in a lot of that. I'm not going to say you guys are wrong or anything, but let me throw something okay. out there. So I've been reading this book by Jonathan Haidt called The Righteous Mind, and he talks mm-hmm. about a lot of this stuff. And he gives what I think How's is... How's your a, Bible reading, by the way? Are you reading the Bible? Yeah, no. I've been pretty rough okay. on the Bible. I've been reading all this liberal nonfiction. Okay. So Haidt tells this story about 9-11, right? And at the time that 9-11 happens, he is a professor at like a liberal college. Mm-hmm. And so he, he notices in himself this desire to put an American flag sticker on his car and he, but he also realizes like, uh, my tribe does not do this. It would be really weird if I'm the only person doing this at like a university, mm-hmm. you know, a faculty yeah. member. So he ends up, he ends up compromising 
by putting the American flag on the top left of his windshield of his car and the UN flag on the top right. <laughs> so that like his fellow professors won't think he's like selling them out. And he's like, look, you what know, a wuss. no, okay. But, it, but it's going to point to something. Right. And, and I'm going to get there. So why does he put the UN flag there as well? Well, the reason he puts the UN flag there is because there's all these different moral foundations that all of our moral feelings are built on. And we'll talk about this more in upcoming segments probably. But suffice to say, one of them is authority slash subversion. And basically in America, the conservative party has a monopoly on authority subversion in terms of heartstrings. You could not imagine Hillary Clinton during the DNC convention getting Mm -hmm. up there and saying, Traitors will be punished. You could never imagine her saying that because her audience would go, well, what do you mean traitors? Like, don't you know what we've done in Latin America to steal all their resources? Don't you know how selfish America is? Don't you know what we did in Vietnam? Mm -hmm. Like, traitors to who? Traitors to the global citizen or traitors to America? But you, you have Trump get up there. We need order, right? We need law. And, and it works. It, it works to a conservative audience. And this is not a value. I'm not saying they're dumb. I'm just saying they are the only party that actually speaks to this right now in America. So the only way that Professor Height could put the American flag was to couch it in the fact that like, but also the UN. Because for a liberal person, authority is only sacred if it is justified. And for most liberals, American authority is pretty questionable. So liberals think, hey, yeah, I love America, but like close Guantanamo Bay. Don't torture people. Uh, we should stop setting up regimes in the Middle East that are that give us oil. We should stop supporting Saudi Arabia. We should be really careful with Israel because they're, they're occupying Palestine. And you don't have all the, that whole list of things I just said. Conservatives generally don't hold those views. Mm-hmm. Which, makes it, right. which makes it even more miraculous that guys like Clinton and Obama are able to rally so many people and still do yeah. a lot of those things. That's unreal. Yeah, and in fact, Height makes a point, and a few people have made this point, that the only Democrats who have been able to win elections in the last like 40 years have been really charismatic speakers that can appeal in a speech to those things, even though... They come from this other tribe that doesn't really believe those things. And that's why Hillary couldn't do it. Even against the most flawed candidate in presidential history, she still couldn't win because she can't appeal to authority. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Right? So that that's kind of my answer. And so in a sense, it's like the violence and the property ownership and all of that stuff. I don't know if it's chicken or the egg, what comes first. And also, I don't think, by the way, that this is uh, this makes liberals better. Um, in fact, I think it's like a real messaging problem for Democrats that they can't they can't appeal to this authority thing. But like it also relates to like women in the church, homosexuality, like what role does the family have? States rights. Mm-hmm. All of these issues are just home runs. If you are a person with conservative moral vision, mm-hmm. you, you just like there's only one game in town. Like, why would you be a Democrat? Right. And it might explain some people who hated Trump as a person but think, I can't vote for someone who represents the dissolution of the family, uh, the dissolution of the military and the state, no respect for authority. Our authority is legitimate. You know, yeah. like, how could they vote? Even if it's Trump, it's like, yeah, but the other option is the end of the moral fabric of our society. Right, right. 
Right. Like, you know, it's, and that also explains, it also explains why conservatives are so critical of any kind of protests. They were critical of the civil rights protests back in the 60s. They're critical of Black Lives Matter. They focus on the rioting and the looting because they are genuinely concerned about rioting and looting because it subverts the order that any peaceful society needs to thrive. I actually had a conversation. My mother-in-law was in town, Southern Baptist, First Baptist Church in a small town in Missouri, unbelievably conservative. But I thought she kind of had a thoughtful answer. She said, Toby, I did vote for Trump, but I just cannot believe that was the the candidate. I, I do not like him. I do not think he's a, even really a moral guy. But the things that he said he stood up, stands for, I align with that. So I, as much as I dislike him, and I wish, yeah, I, so she, said, she, you know, she yeah. said, I wish, I just thought for sure any other candidate, any other candidate would have beaten him, that, that our country would have realized that. But she said that it really did come down to that option. And, and exactly like you said, she says, yeah. I cannot, I do not align almost to any way with Hillary. So I was not going to, besides yeah. being a female, but that wasn't enough. And that's part of what I talked about when I was on the podcast with Dan. That is liberals and Democrats' huge flaw is they, they're, it's the stuff they say and do literally alienates conservatives. Right. Yeah. It really, really does. It makes them go, and first of all, single issue stuff will knock, knock it out of the park so you can't vote for a Democrat right. or liberal. But they seem to have such a condescending attitude that feels sometimes anti-American, anti-this, anti-other people's values to a degree where I'm not going to go along with them because they've, they are doing a thing that makes me not like them. So I will, I will take, I feel more strongly activated by my dislike for this than whatever over here. Right. Yeah, it's interesting too. And that's an example of that would be the Meryl Streep comments. Right. So, yeah. So, like, the thing is, everybody, every human being has this moral capacity for authority. It's not that we don't have it, but liberals tend to think the authority of their state is not justified, right? It's not a legitimate authority. So, that's, that's the problem, right? So, if you think that the United States is not a legitimate authority because they back Israel, for instance, and you are pro-Palestine or whatever, it's not that you think no one has good authority. Like you would say, I would probably, you'd back the Palestinian state if it could be established, right? You'd say that would be a good authority worth backing. Now, of course, there's a little cognitive dissonance there because that's a bit simplistic. You have the freedom, Meryl Streep, for instance, and, you know, she wasn't that bad. Just the sports comment. We can no, talk about know, that. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. But that, that. But she can even do that because she lives in a state that mm -hmm. gives free speech right. and, you know, freedom of the press and no, very little censorship of arts and, mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff, right? And so a conservative might say, hey, fuck you. You only could give that speech right. because the authority of the United States government and military that, that protects your rights. And it created that space right. for her to do it. Yeah, exactly. And, in a, and they're right. Now, that does not mean that we should do everything the government says, but they are actually right about that. And so people are not just talking past each other. They're actually sharing. They're sharing moral um, senses. They're just not agreeing on whether that authority is worth respecting or mm -hmm. not. And so what you see, the, the, the not my president stuff, I think is a perfect catalyst for this. You have people who are basically willing to say, Russians meddled, you know, the, the media kind of bungled it. Therefore, the people on the far left will say, Donald Trump's presidency is illegitimate. Invalid. Yeah. invalid. Yeah. That is authority that does not need to be respected. And you have a lot of people who are moderate left going, 
<laughs> Hold on. That's literally the most damaging thing anybody could say. We have to respect an election no matter what. You just have to because you have to have. So these are people on the left arguing to the against the far left using the authority subversion yeah. foundation, right? So everyone's got it. It's not that only conservatives have it. It's just the conservative uh, parties have done a way better job of speaking to it. And if the if and I, I honestly think if you are a liberal person, you have to think about this foundation. You have to think about do you care about authority? Who has authority worth following? If you're not religious and you don't think your government is worth like what authority then? Right. You know? Well, and then you have the same problem with the church being that, you know, you say, well, I give the authority, this is authority from God, and then the church has it, and now you don't, you either don't question it or you protect your own and you hide yeah. the scandals of it and mm -hmm. all that stuff because what's your alternative to talk bad about the church? Can't do that. What, right. What's my alternative? Uh, say America's bad? That's not a viable option. That's my country. Right. You so, got it. So there has to be some kind of middle ground where we respect authority, mm -hmm. but authority respects us. And that is, I mean, really, you could say that's kind of, that's the whole saga of human history and political power and, and whatever. Yeah, is trying to find point that one for America, we're the only place that does that really well, where, you, we, where we cleared out enough space because of enough rednecks fighting for you that yeah. you can do this shit. No, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. So if, if you can still say, if you want to be liberal and say, look, we have some real problems, you know, our government does uh, engage in stuff that really hurts people across the world or, you know, whatever, that's true. Uh, but, but you have to just be willing to say, what's the balance? I don't think you can say, tear it down. No, 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 you can't not. do that. But, yeah. I, I think with the Meryl Streep thing, the reason why that bothers me is it feels like somebody who goes. I, it came across, I don't think she meant this. And, and like we said, when we talked about it, like, I think she's a brilliant actress. I really do. And I'm fine with her saying what she wanted to say on her time. And, her, and you know, that that's her moment to say whatever she wants to say. So I think that's good. But it, it, I think that she didn't realize the way that she words it. Like Matt said, mm -hmm. it totally turns people off. It even turned me off. I'm like, wait a minute. Why would you attack mixed martial arts? Or why would you draw that? What that yeah, revealed to me totally. is she thinks that people that like that are dumb. Yeah. And there's millions and millions of people, and you can't just say that because, I mean, what if, what if, you know, several of her movies are dumb or whatever? Like, you can't, I mean, and when you see it, you go, well, that's just yep. some character you played or whatever. Like, I've seen a million times the, uh, what's the Jeff, uh, is, what's the name of that new show? Uh, you know, Jeff, uh, what's the name? He was Lloyd from uh, <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. You know Jeff what I'm talking Daniels. about? Jeff Daniels. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, like oh, the, he, there's that really awesome the newsroom. Yeah, newsroom. He, there's that really awesome yeah. three minute speech he gives, and that and it's been passed around a ton about America is not great. It's mm -hmm. not great. It's really good, but at the same time, he was able. Why not use that? Pla That's what I'm saying. He used that. That was great that he said that. He said it in a TV show that he was doing, and also he is Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. So how much credit? You know, I mean, a lot of people go, "Hey, that's Lloyd. That's awesome." You know what I mean? Like it. it hey, Harry, Harry, I believe. No, no Harry. Yeah, Harry. Yeah, 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 Harry. I'm sorry. So that's Harry. But um, I, and my point with that being is, why not use your platform in, in like Meryl Streep should do if she, this is what she's passionate about, do a ton of political movies and and stuff like that, as opposed to coming out and demeaning people for things that they like or a person they voted for, and, instead of hold on, let me see here. Why, like you said, I thought that was really thoughtful, mm -hmm. Dan. I appreciate you saying that because it made me think of my mother-in-law who is. But like, wait a minute. All conservatives aren't bad or unbelievable Trump supporters, but in their mind, they thought, I have no other option. That is what it came down to. I think the reason he won is because yeah. a ton, I would say maybe even a majority of the votes for Trump were, I have no other option. I have to vote this way, and yep. I'm stuck. 
That's and right. so you're right. I think you have to honor that and do it. And, and hopefully, I mean, I've heard a lot of people. I was surprised. Even my dad was like, listen, I voted for my dad and my mother-in-law voted for Trump. But both of them, I thought, I can't believe it. Like they both said, I mean, we got four years. And if he if he does a bad job, we really want him out. Like we don't, we're not supporting this guy. Yeah. Like he won, so we'll acknowledge that. And if he's at, we, so Trump really does have like a four year. He's probably the most president to me that's like yeah. four year timeline tops. I hope that's true that conservatives will like not just double right. down on that, but just yeah, if if, if they don't if they don't like him, you vote him out or whatever. But let's agree, let's all agree that we support Meryl Streep on one thing, and that is. We don't like the comments where people say, you're an actress, don't discuss your views, stick to right. acting. <laughs> because we certainly get yes. that a ton. Like, stick to music, you right, assholes. Right, right. I'm glad well, yeah, you, said, you, you, you have know, to. So I support that. She can talk about whatever she wants whenever she wants to yes. also. I agree I support with that. that. You know, if we but, post a bad Christian podcast on Emery's Facebook page. But she should not off. worry, though, that don't, somebody's going to disagree with her. Obviously, <laughs> the way she worded it, she should be ready for people going, yeah. wait a minute. Sadly, it'll probably help her overall because she's not trying to win, you know, your mother-in-law. Yeah. But she's going to sound like more of a hero to the people she oh, wants yeah, to. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Like she's a hero speaking to, to so, her own, she's yeah. speaking to her own tribe. I thought that the sports comment single-handedly ruined that speech. Mm-hmm. I think if she got up there and said, listen, everybody, art brings us together. Many of you like my movies across the political spectrum. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. The moment that hurt me most was Donald Trump mocking a disabled reporter. I support him. He won the election. But we have to be vigilant against a man who can do serious damage to our institutions. If she had said that, I think people would have been like, hey, yeah, thank you. Thank you for seeing me and yeah. hearing me. But it wasn't. It I understand was, it was how like it affected a, you. Yeah. It was a canned liberal Hollywood yeah. speech. Yep. And that's frustrating. And I'm a liberal and it's frustrating to me, right? Wait, wait, hold on, wait a minute. Dan, you're a liberal? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Man, center left. You didn't tell us Come that. On. The hell? <laughs> all, got a lot of liberal Dan, here. all lefts are centers. <laughs> no, I'm... Oh, center left, sorry. Oh, I'm a center. <laughs> that's a good one. Centers. I'm stealing that one, Matt. I'm going to tell my dad that one and my dad's going to die laughing. Yeah. Hey, let me, let me ask y'all center, this. I'm a center Did, left. Um, outside of uh, political for the purpose of political gain. Like I could see him being like, Oh man, that may hurt my chances. Do you think Trump regrets that mockery? And my second question is how could anybody be that stupid? Can I say something? I'm I, not honestly, completely, I'm not, sure, I'm not but... completely sold. I, I'm maybe 80%. I know I'm what not, you're going to say. I'm not completely I'm, I'm sold that he you. was making fun of the disability. Like I, I've seen what a, a I think it's a little more nuanced. Well, I agree, Toby. The, what I'm just saying, like, there, the but. way he was doing it was almost like, I think he might have even said this. I don't know. But it's like the reporter was groveling. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, blah, blah, you know, like, it wasn't like yeah. making fun of the disability as much, but he wasn't but, doing but that because Trump is so awful, where you he, make fun no matter what, he didn't get person. the benefit of the doubt because he right. says so many times. still, yeah. okay. Even if that's true, he knows the guy's disabled and to. Even if he's not like, let's say the guy had, was it just in a wheelchair, okay, and didn't sure. have whatever he has. MS yeah. or Dan, whatever. did you just he, make fun of him with your hand motions? You <laughs> just did. I tried it, to describe <laughs> the hell. Dan just said, even if he didn't have, he was doing. That's exactly what he was doing. He's saying, you know, the guy with the, you know, even if there was, even if there was a guy who didn't have the arm thing, right, and he was saying, and he was just like, oh, this reporter, you know. He's coming groveling and be like, oh, right. Mr. Trump, please forgive me. To do that to any kind of reporter, especially disabled yeah. one, is still so incredibly callous. Like, here's the thing about Trump. I support him. He won the election. I hope he does a good job. As far as I can tell, he is a profoundly immature, ridiculous man that I do not respect as a person at all. 
right? Now, it doesn't mean I don't respect the right. office. So I think that there's a way to talk about this, even if he wasn't technically making fun of the disability, it's still a window into a really dark yeah. heart of a guy, right? So I think that's the point. And, and I think that that's what even Meryl Streep would agree. Like, even if, she, even if that was true, I think she would still say, that's still so dark. Like, can you imagine any U.S. president ever resorting to mocking a reporter who grovels at right. them to make a point? I mean, like, that's hey, sad. We're certainly in uncharted territory as yeah, far as the office sad. goes. It's There's sad. no doubt about yeah, that. For sure. So I don't think it matters. I mean, yeah, it might be. That's fine. But it's... <laughs> I, I mean, I, my fingers are crossed. I, I support the office. I'm just worried. Well, Dan, I think you're doing a good yeah. job on depolarize of, of actually making it. Uh, I mean, you hold some nuanced positions, which I appreciate. And to go all the way back to the John Height thing, you can't decide not to put your bumper sticker or express yourself because of your tribe. That's messed up. It's messed up. Yeah. It's messed up. You're you. And if you're, all of your opinions fit in an ideology or a tribe, in a way that would be completely predictive, that means you're not free thinking at all. Yeah, So I that's agree. why I dislike that even mentality on his part. Well, he's kind of making fun of himself. I understand it's that. From, no, I'm yeah, actually like that guy too, but I'm just ago. saying that in general, that's like the thing. If you fee- if you like coexist and America bumper sticker, that means that you're a real person. Yeah, put them both on. That means you're a real person, not a yeah. puppet of your ideology tribe, totally. people you look are surrounded with whatever that's right yeah anyway and you're doing a good job of holding those types of positions on your podcast we really enjoy it and are glad to have a smarty pants podcast associated with bad christian so thank you dan (laughs) yeah and if you haven't listened you go to the depolarized podcast which is at which is on bad christian or on itunes and a couple episodes back is a long conversation between me and carter about about the trump election which was which was very good Cool. All right. We have a quick break here and then we'll do some news if that works for you, Toby. Dan, thanks for stopping by. Thank you, guys. Folks, I've got a badass band with a badass song that I want to play for you. And that's Hearts Like Lions. They're a band that we like a lot and have taken on tour before. Uh, This song is called Make Your Move. Check it out. Make Your Move by Hearts Like Lions. This is a new single from their new debut full-length LP called If I Never Speak Again. Uh, The record comes out on February 17th, and if you've never checked it out, go listen to their first EP. It's called These Hands. It's, it's, It's great, and I highly recommend it. So, But we're talking again about this song, Make Your Move, from their new record, if I never speak again, uh, you can pre-order it right now at toothandnailrecords.merchnow.com. Again, if I never speak again, the new record from Hearts Like Lions comes out on February 17th. Do yourself a favor. Check it out. And we're back, we're back with the best part of the podcast. I'm excited. Let's kick the music. In a world where, I guess, honestly, Dan's IQ is higher than all of us, 
but I know for a fact that he has a Trump stamp at this lower part of his back. <laughs> because he, he he has that Trump. <laughs> he has the Trump stamp. It's the Trump Pence right. logo, that one that they removed where it was yeah. the, the T penetrating yeah. the P. That's what Dan Koch has as a yeah. Trump stamp on this lower back. used to be called back. Tramp yeah. Stamps. I'm, 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 I'm uh, copywriting that. Trump Stamps. You're going to see that more and more. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, actors and actresses and stuff like that, this comes from Yahoo News. I thought this is... I've been kind of, I don't know why I, I follow things. I can't like, I have been following the Soja boy, Chris Brown rap, uh, uh, fight battle. They're going to be having like they, they are mad at each other. Soldier boy called him out. And then Chris Brown. So they're actually being, I think Soldier boy is being trained by Floyd Mayweather or something. And, and Chris Brown's being fl- trained by Mike Tyson. They're actually going to fight probably like a charity fight. They're really going to do it. It's crazy. Cause Soldier boy is really skinny. Anyway, Long story short, I don't know why I get caught up in things. I, I will watch <laughs> stuff, and I'm like, why in the hell do I know all this? Anyway, have y'all heard about Johnny Depp and uh, the Amber Heard? Like, they were married, and then she said he abused her and hit her and all this crazy stuff. And then a lot of people came out and said, wait a minute. She's, I, I, like, girlfriends, I think maybe even another ex-wife of Johnny Depp said he would never do that. Daughter said he would never do He's not abusive, anything. There was some video yeah, well, I thought of it. Of, and then of also something. it came out later that in a former relationship, she was abusive, and actually I think, I don't know if she got arrested or whatever, but there was a court document, I think, or something that happened where she was abusive in a relationship. Well, anyway, it went real crazy. Uh, basically, Johnny Depp left, and, and he uh, has to give her $7 million or something like that. But but here's what it is. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp's court battle is raging on, and the latest development is not a good look for Depp. And part of the reason why I'm reading this is because the way this is skewed by Yahoo News, the way they wrote this, in response to Heard filing an order of motion for Depp to pay his settlement, uh, and in parentheses it goes, which is going to charity. So she said whatever she gets, she's going to donate it to charity. The actor's team released the following statement in which they accuse Heard of using their divorce as a means to amp up her fame. Um, and she, mm-hmm. But they said, note, her, Amber Heard is a famous actress in her own right. She's going to be in the new Aquaman. Her request is entirely unnecessary under the law and suggests a last-ditch effort to garner media attention and somehow further her public persona by virtue of proximity to Johnny Depp, the actor's uh, team said in documents. From the inception of this dissolution, Amber has sought to build a case in the court of public opinion. Amber is now courting renewed media attention with this unnecessary request for order. Her application is not only a blatant attempt to extend her 15 minutes of fame, but also a waste of the court's limited time. As of now, Heard's team uh, hasn't responded. But again, she is literally donating the entire sum of her $7 million settlement to charity, which hardly seems like a waste of time. Now, I want to say I think I totally agree with Johnny Depp and his lawyers and all of this. Like, what better? If you have money, you don't really care. Of course, you would say give it to charity because it makes him look even worse. Like you just, I mm-hmm. really believe this is the case. Like it's not, she is ripping, just dragging his name through the mud and now saying he's not going to pay and he's not paying charity. Now it makes it look like not only was he possibly abusive or a terrible husband, but he won't even give to charity. And I think this is, but I'm saying regardless of her actions, are you, are you claiming or saying or believing that he did I, no I'm wrong? I'm claiming. Is that what you're well, saying? Here's what I would say. From from all and the then, other, then from her, yes. how she babes is another from matter. From all but. the other news things that I've read, it seems at least fifty fifty that some of this stuff it didn't happen. Now she's very like uh, one of his friends came up, Doug Stanhope, 
the comedy comedian, I don't know if you know him, Matt, mm-hmm. but he came out and said that yeah, she's lying and now she's suing Doug Stanhope. So I, I want to be careful with what we say. She might sue us, but I'm just saying the things that were alleged, I'm not really sure, but I would say, I don't think that Johnny Depp might be the greatest husband in the world. I don't know. But the thing that is kind of crazy about this is it, what is she is making everything she can to make him look worse and keep her name seems like in the media and the media is buying into it. This news article is totally biased towards she's giving money to charity. So that hardly seems like a waste of time. Instead of, it seems like her real motive is to just destroy Johnny Depp. And well, her motive, if, if there's ill motive here, if this, if she's, if this is illegitimate, um, if the, if her claims are untrue, the motivation isn't, I would say to destroy him, but using him to simply put yeah. herself in a better position, her career, right. her brand, her name. And that's the scary time we're in where, I mean, we're at the, we're at the, I don't know if we're at the beginning of this or if we, we've just, we're way out there already of people really getting a grip on the fact that there's no such thing as bad publicity, yeah. you know, like the, I, I, have we just started figuring that out and here we go or is it gotten so absurd that people have figured out that this is, is you know, is this as silly as it gets yeah. with that? The Kardashians being famous just to be famous, just to be in the news, just because you're in the news, you know, having hijinks, silliness, bad stuff, even sex tapes, all that will just only benefit you just because people are talking about you. So right. where does this go? Where does this go? Are we at the end of that? Are we going to fix that? Or are we just getting started with that? Yeah, nonsense? Started, now, now I will say there is video of like him going ballistic on her. Very similar to uh remember what was it was a few years ago with Mel Gibson. Like some, some of the stuff yeah. seems weird that it's set up. And she said she didn't release the uh, video. I, I don't know who got a hold of it, but it's just kind of crazy. But think about this when you're in the worst fight possible with your wife and Either you did something bad or she did something bad. If you film that, how would you look? You know oh, what I mean. Gosh. If you frame your if you frame your worst fifteen seconds right. shot on a, a jittery iPhone and then crafted a narrative of context that wasn't true, and dropped that fifteen seconds as proof of the false narrative that had been spun yeah. about you, and then somebody displayed legitimately your worst fifteen seconds in frame of that, if they got to determine the context, he did this, Toby did this, he's been this way for years and years and years, and then here's just one little example of it. Yeah. You would be right. toast. In the video, in the video, Anybody apparently he said something like, he warns her, you want to see crazy? I'll show you crazy. Here's fucking crazy. <laughs> so maybe it's terrible. And then she says he drank all morning. So anyway, it makes him look bad. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to say he, he didn't do something bad. I don't know. My bigger point here is this article sure does seem skewed to help her point when I don't know. It doesn't seem like anybody has all the facts. There's just some loose stuff here, and I don't know if it was yeah. ever proven or not if he was abusive. If he was, of course. What a terrible dude. But it, it, Yeah, but, then, you know, now you're in the territory of just victim right. blaming yeah. and how do you deal with victims. And, you know, I, here's the only way I can think about it is, you know, it's got to be so hard to confront an accuser. Right. I mean, to accuse a powerful person that's your abuser and stuff like that. That is so legitimate of a problem that people n- don't come forward and the powerful party is in the benefit. Therefore, the most despicable possible thing are false charges in that right. realm. That is I so agree. despicable. Like, like, a, for, like, it's not as bad as rape, but it should. I almost think that the penalties for false accusations of crimes that could put, let's say, somebody accused me of rape and it was totally false and it was just to harm me. I feel like whatever the penalty I would face from her accusation is the penalty that she should face if the false accusation had ever turned out to be the case. 
I think when you falsely accuse somebody and turns out you get cold busted because you were making it up, you should suffer the penalty that they would have suffered should they be convicted. I mean, that might be a little extreme, but maybe some uh, 60% of that penalty. You know what I mean? There should be a formula that is is uh, commensurate with the, the thing that you're put. You know, if somebody accuses you of something really bad, you could go to jail for 10 years and ruin your reputation. They should have to suffer the same thing if, if that's false. It should What's be 60% it should be, of death. <laughs> if somebody well, I mean, like, to say, let's say it was a 20 year prison <laughs> sentence for the thing they accused somebody falsely of. They should get a 16 year prison sentence if, if for the false accusation, if that was proven the other way. That is a huge problem because that's why other people can't come forward because then you have to fight. I mean, it's, it's a that whole thing's that's a mess. That's a good point. Hey, Toby, uh, this is obviously not a news story that you picked up just because oh, you're not that thorough on your job. But did you hear that Ice Cube is starting a three-on-three league for retired NBA players? <laughs> yeah, I did. But I don't pick news that nobody doesn't care about. <laughs> nobody doesn't care yeah. about. <laughs> don't nobody don't care about none <laughs> of that. Now, <laughs> this news Now this news right here, Matt, I, I picked this news specifically for Matt Carter. Okay, well, I've got five okay. minutes, and then i got to run off to listen to what i got to go to. I'm sorry to bail. Yeah, Y'all can and I finish. should just go ahead and run off right but now. I, no, I, I want to hear what Toby picked it out for me, so I'll give you five minutes. No, I'm just here, saying if it's for Matt, yeah, then you can I leave until we can finish. But I have to run to go to a, uh appointment to preview a preschool <laughs> for my daughter. Nice. So I cannot get out of it. Not, I, I have you're, to go. You're like minutes. a rich ass. CLJ. Okay, well, I'll bring you back down to earth, Matt. This comes from Fox News, originally from Wall Street Journal. Americans eat 554 million blank a year. Matt, chicken no, wings. Something that you love, Matt. Like you, you, you can't believe other people talk bad about it. No, McDonald's, no. McDoubles. Jack in the box tacos. <laughs> Jack in the box tacos. I love them. I'm going to guess that third. Everybody talks so much shit about them. More than 1,000 times a minute, someone bites into what's been described as a wet envelope of cat food and keeps eating. Jack in the box is known to most of the country for its hamburgers and big headed mascot. But for many of its devotees, the magic of the fast food chain mm-hmm. lies in its interpretation of a taco. It was really funny. The first time Heather, I'm so glad the first time that. Heather Johnson tasted a Jack in the box taco, she was at a drive through in Cincinnati when she noticed you could get two for 99 cents. So she added them to her burger order. She took two bites and threw the rest of it on the passenger seat and kept driving. She said it was stale, greasy, spicy, crunchy, saucy, and just plain strange. But uh, she said um, two minutes later, she picked up the taco and finished it off. <laughs> and then she ate the other one. <laughs> it's just delicious. It's hilarious. Now, Matt, can you explain what the taco is? Like, I, it's your, it's one of your favorite yeah, things yeah. in the world. I've got, I've got a lot of thoughts on Jack in the Box yeah, tacos. I'm sure you alone. Would. Uh, first of all, 99 cents. For two. Uh, great. Secondly, caloric density, very right. high. So they're greasy, which I like um, because there's a lot of calories in grease. So I I look at food as caloric density is what I'm looking for. Now, I'm not saying they're healthy. They're not on keto. But but in general, I feel like you get a great value when you get high calories and good tasting things for low money. I like that. That's just the way I see it. Now, these things taste really good. Now, it also exposes, I'm so glad you did this story because it exposes the hypocrisy um, or the whatever it is that people like to pretend. Like, for instance, you never hear anything but people talking bad about fast food and yep. McDonald's. Yet, there's McDonald's and fast food is the most predominant thing in our freaking society. So everybody that you're hearing talk bad about it eats the shit right. out of it. They just don't right. talk about totally. it. <laughs> or else these restaurants wouldn't exist, and those things would go off of any menu in one second if it really right. wasn't 
Yeah. Good. They, they would, Jack in the Box changes their menu all the time. The, and what did you say? Some, like they're a wild success yeah, for Jack totally. in the Box. They, may, they might even be so good that they're a loss leader for Jack in the Box just to get people to come for the 99 cent right. tacos. And then they buy the $3 jumbo yeah. Jack. And then they add curly fries and then a milkshake. Yeah. And that's how the they tacos make their are money. A thousand so times they've got a, a really good product. <laughs> and these get particularly made fun of because... I mean, they're funny. Like, th- like they don't really belong in the right. taco conversation. <laughs> they really don't. Like, you call them tacos, but they're. Right. I mean, it's a, a real. It's a deep fried shell, and it's got really bad looking yeah. meat in it. Like, it doesn't look good in any way. And then it's got a little bit of stringy shredded lettuce, uh, half a packet of like taco sauce squeezed across it, and a like a folded over slice of American cheese laying in it and then you, they deep fry and it comes out greasy but a little bit crunchy around the edge uh, but it's uh, it, but the, it's great I mean I love the way that they yeah, taste I but they're I mean they're like by description of a taco it's it, it couldn't be worse like the look of them and if you describe them like I just did it's that that is the reality here's the thing they're awesome yeah and everybody knows it and that's why you have 553 million of them a year so what are you gonna right. do talk about how bad they are well Proof's in the pudding, right. my friend. That's right. All right, we'll end it there, Matt. We know you got to get out of here, so we'll let you go. And Joey, you got anything else you want to say? We probably can go ahead and shut her down. Yeah, yeah. You want, you want me to do the uh, benediction? Well, well I, was, I did want to make a quick announcement is when you're hearing this, if you're just listening, you're probably hearing this, and Emory is on an acoustic tour in South Charlotte and then Columbia, South Carolina, and then in Florida. So come see us. And then we have two Emory shows that are going to be unbelievable, two special shows in Atlanta and Nashville on the 17th and 18th uh, of February. So some really good things are happening. Joey's book's out. Fundamentals, if you haven't got it, get it. I did the entire audio book, which is really good. It improves the book even, like, more. I mean, the book is, uh, you know, five stars. And then me reading it, I mean, it's a planet. It's unbelievable. So, yep. Everybody, everybody, check out bc.supply. See yeah. what we got going on over there. Try, try our coffee. We got a coffee blend that's great oh, over hell there. Yeah. And uh, that's it. All right. Got to run to the private school viewing, gentlemen. All right, man. So, you, I'm going to go sign up for a $10,000 private school and then get 99 cent tacos on the All way. All right. Home. Well, hey, I'll do the uh, benediction. Let oh, the okay. Lord ruin, destroy, and uh, afflict you for the gospel. <laughs> be be devastated. <laughs> be afflicted. <laughs> Go in peace. Be afflicted. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.